seven minutes after the hour of nine o'clock on this Tuesday, the 26th morning of the second month of the year of our Lord. 2019. Appreciate you being with us today. We have a lot of very important news to discuss with you. Democrats made it official last night in the United States Senate. They are the party of infanticide. I say that with no joy. I say that with no political needling. I say that as a simple matter of fact. Last night, Democrats had an opportunity to affirm to the world that, hey, we may be pro-abortion, but we're not pro-baby murder, especially after babies are born alive. Last night, they had an opportunity on the Senate floor to do exactly that. And what did they do instead? They decided to affirm that they are pro-infanticide. The Born Alive bill that was presented by Senator Ben Sass from Nebraska was up for a vote. The Democrats would not allow it to get to a full vote. The Democrats did not want to have to go on the record with this, but in doing so, they are on the record with the Born Alive Act. Here are some details from Fox News. President Trump says the vote will be remembered as one of the most shocking in the history of Congress. However, Democrats like New Hampshire Senator Jean Shaheen called the bill another line of attack in what she calls the ongoing war against women's health. But the bill's author, Nebraska GOP Senator Ben Sass, tells Fox's Martha McCallum. Almost everybody who spoke against the bill just made up stuff claiming that it limited abortion. The bill was voted down 53-44 with all the 2020 Democratic contenders that are currently serving in the Senate voting against it. I want you to think about that for a moment, what you just heard in that report. Because it was 100% accurate. Democrats who voted against the Born Alive Act made up reasons to vote against it. They invented fantasies about limiting and restricting women's access to baby killing. I mean abortion. They had to make those things up because it is literally impossible for them to defend their actual vote against the born alive act based on what the bill actually says or the act that the uh, yeah the bill actually says i want you to think about this for just a moment the born alive act as presented in the uh, in the bill the language would simply dictate that a baby that survives an abortion A baby that is assaulted in the womb and attempted to be murdered in the womb and then delivered stillborn. If the baby has enough guts and stamina and is able to somehow withstand the assault and is born alive, this bill would have simply said, you have to protect the baby. That's it. The Born Alive Abortion Survivors Protection Act would say that medical doctors on hand would have to protect the baby rush the baby to the NICU, that's the neonatal intensive care unit, rush the baby to that unit, protect it. Try to continue the same way you would any other baby that's born down in the maternity ward. Get that baby medical care immediately. That baby now has rights. That's all this bill would have said. Democrats voted against that and then lied about reasons why, claiming this would have restricted a woman's right to abortion. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell clarified, this is not about abortion restrictions. This is simply about protecting a live baby. 
Having a little bit of an audio glitch here this morning. Apologies. We'll see if we can make this work. And it cannot. All right. Uh, this is what uh, this is what the Democrats said in responses. By the way, the vote was fifty three forty four. The Senate failing to pass this, which would have required doctors to provide uh, medical care to the babies born alive. Uh, you you heard the news report there that the Fox report that all Democrat candidates for president who sit in the Senate voted against this. That means on the record for twenty twenty. Remember in November of 2020 that Cory Booker, Kirsten Gillibrand, Kamala Harris, Amy Klobuchar, and Elizabeth Warren, along with Bernie Sanders, all voted against protecting babies after they're born. You know who else did? He's not a declared candidate yet, but he's he's flirting around the edges, of course. The reprehensible, despicable, disgusting Sherrod Brown of our sometimes great state of Ohio, voted also against protecting born children. Now, it should be pointed out, in that 53-44 to 44 vote, three Republicans did not vote on the bill. Kevin Kramer from North Dakota, Tim Scott from South Carolina, both of them, their teams, their comms directors, said that they missed the vote due to flight delays. Okay. Lisa Murkowski missed the vote from Alaska. No excuse offered whatsoever, and I think we know why. She sides with the Democrats. She's a pro-baby murderer. During the floor debate, several senators in the afternoon yesterday said they plan to oppose the legislation because it limits women's health care options. Maisie Hirono, who is just this side of being lucid, said this is the actual intent of the bill, reducing access to safe abortion care. Wait, what? Where in the bill, Crazy Maisie, does it say anything about limiting abortion? Now, in a God-fearing world, I won't even say a perfect world, but in a God-fearing world, yes, I would like to limit abortion, restrict abortion. Many of us would like to eliminate it altogether. But that isn't what this bill did. This bill just said, if the baby's born alive, it has to be treated like a patient. Like any other baby born alive would be. Gene Shaheen of New Hampshire, this bill is another line of attack in the ongoing war on women's health. Wait, what? This is no longer about your health, you demonic ghoul. This is about the health of the child, the baby. Tim Smith, or excuse me, not Tim Smith, Tina Smith, Democrat, Minnesota. She said the Born Alive bill would override physicians' professional judgment about what is best for their patients, and it would cut physicians in the put physicians in the the. Uh, let me do that again. It would put physicians in the position of facing criminal penalties if their judgment about what is best for their patient is contrary to what is described in this bill. Let me stop there again. When a baby is born, you unimaginable beasts, there are now two patients. There is the mother who tried to kill her baby, and then there is the baby. 
There is nothing about protecting the life of the baby that has been born alive that would put the mother patient in jeopardy. In other words, what this bill would do is require physicians to honor and live up to their Hippocratic Oath. It would require doctors to be doctors. Do no harm. Save that baby's life. You already tried to do some harm to me. These doctors, uh, abortion doctors, have no loyalty to their Hippocratic Oath whatsoever because in the Hippocratic Oath, which says do no harm, they are doing harm to a child while they reach inside and rip the child's legs and arms and head off in regular board of procedures or delivering the child three-quarters of the way out, feet first, and then puncturing the back of the baby's skull in a partial birth abortion procedure, or injecting them with saline solutions in order to burn them and kill them in the womb and then deliver them stillborn. They are doing harm every step of the way. Spawns of Satan all. But if the baby survives their attacks and the baby is born alive, The doctors should absolutely be held to their Hippocratic Oath. You cannot do harm. You must try to treat that patient and save its life. Nothing in the legislation forced doctors to provide any particular treatment to infants, not anything specific. It merely requires that they provide medical treatment. It mandates that doctors, quote, exercise the same degree of professional skill, care, and diligence to preserve the life and health of the child as a reasonably diligent and conscientious healthcare practitioner would render to any other child born alive at the same gestational age. End quote. The bill would have done nothing but insist that the healthcare providers provide healthcare for the child. It in no way restricts, restricts a woman who wants to murder her baby from continuing to try to murder her baby. It's just that in her, if her murderous efforts fail, and if the murderous efforts of the doctor fail, and the baby survives anyway, all right, you gave it your best shot. You tried your best to kill that child, but the child decided life was too important and, and decided to live and was born alive. Now you have to just admit it. Just, just take the L. Take the loss. Just say, hey, look, I tried to kill it. Couldn't kill that thing. That baby wanted to live. Now it wins. Now we've got to help it live. If it, you know, that's the way that it goes in a sporting competition. That's the way it goes. You try to defeat your opponent. If your opponent beats you, you tip your cap and say, to the victor go the spoils. You try to kill a baby and the baby wins and survives anyway. You know what? Tip your cap and say, to the baby go the spoils. And the spoils will be life saving uh, treatment. What do you think? Pretty fair, right? The Democrats have literally sold their souls. The Democrats have just decided we are on the side of evil. We are on the side of murder. We are on the side of everything that is morally wrong with this world. Chuck Schumer said on the Senate floor, last night, that the bill is, quote, carefully crafted to target, intimidate, and shut down reproductive health care providers, end quote. Wait, what? 
by saying that a baby that the quote healthcare provider, i.e., abortionist, i.e., baby killer, has to provide care for the baby if he fails at his job at killing. That targets and intimidates the reproductive health care providers? Schumer also said the bill would, quote, impose requirements on what type of care doctors must provide in certain circumstances, even if that care is ineffective, contradictory to medical evidence, and the money line against the family's wishes. The truth is the bill doesn't mandate any particular type of care. The medical specifics are left up to the judgment of the physician, just saying that the, the physician must provide medical care for the child, which is a new patient now. It enacts a requirement that newborns delivered in the context of abortion are afforded the same degree of care of any other child born alive at the same gestational age. It is just that simple. If you thought that evil demon rats were bad before, or maybe you just said, you know, this abortion battle that's going on now in New York State, in Virginia, and Vermont, and other places, you know, maybe there's there's some room for compromise. Maybe there's some understanding that we can come to with one another. Understand this. There is no such thing. The devil doesn't bargain. Satan does not combat. Nine twenty-five now. The Bob France Authority on a Tuesday morning. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we're going to talk to Peter Kirsten now at the top of the hour at about ten oh five. Really looking forward to his thoughts on a lot of stories. The uh, Born Alive Act obviously is one of the most important things uh, that really has come down the line. I think in the uh, ongoing discussion about Roe versus Wade and the ongoing discussion about uh, child care, protecting babies, the assault on. Uh, on decency, on morality, on civility that has been being practiced now in the state of uh, New York uh, that they're trying to push through in the state of Virginia. The baby a baby. What they passed last night transcends all of that. Excuse me, what they failed to pass last night, what the Democrats voted against last night, transcends all of those debates and discussions because the baby is proven. To be alive, it has been born alive and breathing with a heartbeat. And they said, nope, not allowed to save that child, especially if it's against the mother's interest. This is what your Democrat president, uh, ca- candidates for president all voted for. Booker, um, Warren, Harris, Klobuchar, uh, Sherrod Brown. This is what they all said yesterday on the Senate floor. Mark in Fairview Park, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, Mark, go right ahead. Good morning, Bob. Well, this is part of their platform, uh, but as far as uh, the future is concerned, I saw on MSNBC the other night this Camila Harris. Uh, I'm going through this channels and stopped to see what they're up to, and uh, she was going over her priorities with her the upcoming election, and everything with her running for president, and they had them listed on the screen. Also, they were racism, homophobia, LGBT, women's rights, feminism, racial wealth, desire and reparations for slavery and a few more but that just told me you know what that her platform is bankrupt period and depending on her success or campaign uh the problem is we and you 
all of us and your listeners and everything, we may be beat over the head with this stuff for the next two years with this silliness. Well, not uh, maybe. I, of course we will. Of course we will. This is a race to the left. The, you know, the race for the White House, uh, the, ra- the race to the Democratic nomination at the very least, is a race to the left. The further left you go on all of those issues, the more likely you are to, to, to get liberal, progressive Democrat votes, including new 18-year-olds, uh, new voters who have been indoctrinated at our high schools, our public schools, and, uh, and at our college campuses. This is a race to the left. Promise them everything for free. Guarantee them all of these things that you just talked about, these social issues, this, the practice your identity politics, and get votes. The only hope that we have, Mark, is that outside of the progressive left, outside of that base, and in mainstream central, uh, um, or centrist, rather, America, people will see past all of that, see evil for what it is when it is evil, like this, uh, you know, like this bill last night that they voted down, and will make sure that none of them ever, ever sniff the Oval Office. Well, Bob, I, and I, I just want to finish up. I wanted to co- uh, commend you on the stance you took the other day towards the Academy Awards. Uh, the whole thing basically is what I like to refer to as an elite uh, backpatting society. And for me, I don't need to see Urkel get the, up there on stage and take shots at my president. The guy's a little worm and a real non-entity, and they have to get up there and attack Trump to get their notoriety and be in the club. Yeah, I think, I I think, uh, yeah, and Mark, I think that was actually Spike Lee, not Urkel, but I like your joke. Thank you. Uh, all right, we've got news coming up here. We'll come back to more phone calls on the other side of this. Uh, 216-901-0945, Want to get you up and on the radio. If you want to tweet to me about the evil, demonic, barbaric Democrat party that has decided infanticide is a part of their party's platform, what they will stand for. Um, if you want to hit me up on that on Twitter or on Facebook, it's France Radio, both places. F-R-A-N-T-Z Radio. All one word, no spaces, no underscores. Uh, leave your thoughts there, and we'll read the best ones on the air as we continue on AM 1420, The Answer. Two miles. Attention, social justice warriors. If you're looking for a safe space where your delicate ears won't be offended, this isn't it. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420, The Answer. Yes, indeed, it is 9.33. Thanks for joining us on AM 1420, The Answer. This bill would make clear that in the United States of America in the year 2019, the medical professionals on hand when a baby is born alive need to maintain their basic ethical and professional responsibilities to that newborn. That in no way, shape, or form would impact a woman's quote-unquote right to have an abortion. It doesn't impact access to an abortion. It simply says if it fails and the baby is born alive, the baby deserves the right to live. The baby deserves the right to have a chance. And medical care must be provided. Nothing specific, but the same medical care you would provide for any baby born in the maternity ward instead of in the abortion clinic or the abortion room, the killing floor, whatever it is that you want to call it. That's what we're talking about here, and that's what the Democrats voted against yesterday. B.J. in North Olmstead. Hi, B.J., go ahead. Thank you, Bob, and I so appreciate your your voice. In the future, we're going to see this thing called uh, the death party and what they're going to be doing from killing babies that are born alive starts to extend into how long should a senior live. You know that's going to be next. Before this year is out, the Democratic Party is going to propose 
euthanasia. And anybody that's in their 50s and 60s now better be aware of what the party of death is going to bring. This, there is no life in this party. How they get up there and talk about a future when they talk about killing the future it, it is ludicrous. And, and it saddens me that you younger folks are going to have to be, deal with an incomprehensible thinking pattern in these people's minds. The party of death, that is truly where they are. Death about the Constitution, death about birth, death about senior citizens that are living too long, death about handicapped people, on and on it goes. And I have to say, whether we speak again or not, I wish you in the future well. I really wish you well. And Bob, your job is really just beginning on the air with your voice, and I thank you for your time, and God bless you, and good luck to you. BJ, I thank you, and I feel your sadness, and I share your sadness. Um, and yes, I, I think, you know, it's time for another acronym. You know, I talk all the time about the PPO, the Party of Perpetual Outrage. I shifted that to the POS, which is the Perpetually Outraged of Society. And now it's time to talk about POD. They're pods. They're the party of death. There's just no covering that. There's no way to explain that away any longer. Not when you really, truly listen to what they say they stand for. They oppose saving children's lives. And since they can't explain why they oppose saving a born-alive baby's life, they have to change the story and say, this is just a continuation on the assault of women's reproductive rights. No, it says nothing about the woman. It says nothing about the patient i.e. the baby killer that is holding the innocent baby in her womb. This has nothing to do with that person. But once she is separated from that baby, and that baby is liberated from the womb of the evil holder, and the uh, baby survives the intentions and actions of the uh, evil perpetrator of the attempted murder, otherwise known as the abortion doctor, when that baby survives, again, to the victor goes the spoils. I won. You tried to kill me and failed. I'm still alive. I won. Now, where's my reward? Which is simply medical care. Diane is calling us from uh, Bay Village on AM 1420, The Answer. Diane, good morning. Go right ahead. Hi, Bob. Thanks for taking my call. My pleasure. Uh, first, first of all, if they're agreeing to infanticide, okay... Not really okay, but what's to say that some savvy attorney doesn't come along and go into the prisons and start getting the people off that have murdered other people? What's the difference? Murder is murder, whether it's a baby or a person. Yeah, it is, um, and I would add that it's even a little bit worse here when the murder or the allowable death. You know, you know, it's you know, I think I think there is something on the books that that uh, somehow makes negligence, if you allow someone to die through negligence, I think you can be found criminally, criminally liable as well. And when you have a doctor who has the ability to provide life-saving medical care to a child who's been born alive, and if they neglect that child and intentionally do not give it care, uh, I think that's 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 tantamount to murder, like, like you're talking about, uh, from some of those who are already in jail right now. And it's worse now because, again, these are people who take Hippocratic oaths. Absolutely. I mean, are these congressmen and senators for real? They need to read about abortion and and, uh, babies being born and what that means and how they 
take a baby out, partial birth abortion, they're ripping their limbs off, for God's sake. There is a movie. What they need, um, Diane, in my opinion, is is uh, is to see the movie. And I'm sure you're probably aware of it. And thank you for your phone call. There's a movie called Unplanned that is um, coming to theaters in a couple of weeks, uh, mid-March, I think. I don't know if it's early March or mid-March. I've, I've lost the date of the release. Uh, apologies for that. But it's coming up in March. It's called Unplanned, and it's the uh, story of Abby Johnson. Abby Johnson was a planned par- uh, planned parenthood clinic manager, supervisor, person in charge, in whatever capacity that is. And she was all about helping women's reproductive health, as she thought at the time. Abby believed that what she was doing and what the clinic was doing was providing services to women. She thought this was the the best way to go to help women. One day, and I won't go too in-depth into the story, but one day she was asked to assist in the, um, uh, not to assist, I guess, or to observe or to assist. Uh, She told the story so much better when she came on the air with me. Um, in In an abortion that was viewable by ultrasound on one of the screens, and she got a chance to stand in and watch the screen of the abortion being performed in utero. All right? So they had the ultrasound wand on the, uh, on the, the woman's, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, midsection, belly, whatever, so they could see into the womb uh, on ultrasound with 4D technology. And what she saw changed her life. She saw a living, breathing baby, uh, not breathing, but breathing amniotic fluid, but she saw a living baby dodging, the instruments that were being introduced into the womb, into the uterus to try and kill it, the baby fighting for its own life. She immediately quit her job at Planned Parenthood and became one of the country's leading anti-abortion activists. She had participated, uh, by way of running that clinic, in the abortion of thousands and thousands of babies. And she said it's the most profound regret in her life. And now she actually runs a ministry she runs a ministry now, too, called, uh, and then there were none, or something like that. Again, my apologies if my memory is failing me. But it's about trying to get other women who work at Planned Parenthood abortion factories to do what she did and walk away till, until then there were none. There were none left in the clinics willing to perform these horrible procedures. Get them away from it. Show them the truth. Well, that's what the movie Unplanned is all about. It's about showing the truth of abortion. It's about telling the truth, showing people the gruesome nature of it from her own personal experiences. Unplanned is the name of the movie. Well, guess what? The Motion Picture Association of America, just two or three days ago, over the weekend we learned of this, has given its rating to Unplanned. And despite the fact that the movie Unplanned has no profanity, it has no violence, it has no sex, it has uh, no nudity, no gun violence, none of the above. They gave it an R rating to try to limit the number of people who can see it. 
And to make that even worse, or to put it into better context for you, let's look at it this way. A teenage girl, a young teenage girl, in many states in this country, can have an abortion without parental consent. But a young teenage girl in this country is not allowed to see a movie about making that decision. She can have an abortion, she can kill her baby, but she can't go see a movie about killing babies. They made it an R rating. Do you understand how stacked the deck is against us? Do you understand how uphill we are going to have to push this massive boulder? Do you understand the work that's going to be required to stop evil? And I'm just I'm just here to say it as directly as I can. Satan is winning. Look at New York State. Look at Vermont. Look at Virginia. Look at the floor of the United States Senate last night. Is there any doubt that Satan is winning? His demons on earth are winning. Beachwood, Maury, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Uh, Maury, uh, good morning. Go right ahead, sir. Uh, good morning, Bob. Um, I really appreciate your passion about this subject. Uh, I wish we could clone you so we can spread the gospel. One of the things we can learn, I, I feel, from the Democrats is, at least regardless of the crazy issues that they support, at least they're all united. The, the RNC can't even get united or get the Republicans to, to support wearing a mega hat. Um, and so I think that's, that's part of the issue with the conservatives and Republicans. We just don't fight enough. Uh, I was listening to uh, Rush Limbaugh yesterday, and he had mentioned the polls show that Americans are mostly conservative and mostly against abortion. The problem is that we're the silent majority, but we need to stop being silent. And until we do that, they'll win. Well, you're right. Uh, that's exa- that's exactly, Maury, what I kind of was looking for when I asked uh, before the last break. What are you prepared to do? How far are you prepared to go to stop this? Uh, and, of course, I speak of doing things peacefully and legislatively uh, and activist in an activist fashion, not in any violent way, when I ask this question, but how far are you prepared to go? Because they're winning. Satan is winning. And, I, you know, I, I, apologies to anybody who's... You know, it turns on this day, I thought I didn't think I was listening to a religious show. I, I, you know, I'm, God, Satan, and everything else. I'm, I don't normally preach. I don't quote the Bible. That's not my thing. Uh, I believe in the Bible, and I'm a Catholic, but I'm saying I don't, I don't, this is a political show. It's a news show. It's a talk show. Uh, it's not a, it's not the 700 Cub. I'm not trying to preach to you. But how else can I explain what happened last night on the Senate floor? How else can you understand what happened last night on the Senate floor? The party of death. The Democrats reasserted their belief that killing babies is okay in the womb, and now killing babies or, by negligence, allowing them to die when they've been born alive outside the womb, that is their their thing, too. They're all about it. They support it, and they don't want anybody passing anything that might limit it. Why? Well, because the uh, patient on the table doesn't want the baby to live. The baby had other ideas, but the patient on the table said, nope, I told you I wanted it dead. 
Didn't you hear me? I told you, inject it with saline, rip it apart, puncture the back of its skull. Do what you got to do, but I want that thing dead. That's what the abortive mother says. I want that thing dead. Doctor says, I tried. I tried, I really did, but you just delivered it and he's he's alive. It's a boy, by the way, in case you, I don't want to hear that. Dead. I want it dead. Don't you dare try to revive. Don't you dare take that and put it in a uh, in in the uh, neonatal intensive care unit. I don't want that baby being allowed to live. I don't want that baby to grow. I don't want that baby to be healthy. I don't want that. I told you I wanted it dead. I came in here to have a dead baby taken out of my body. You brought out a live one. You better fix that. And if it sounds like I'm being over the top, I am. If it sounds like I'm being hyperbolic, I am. If it sounds like I'm outward, you cast a vote for any one of these demon Democrats. Ever. Ever. For the House, for the Senate, for president, for county commissioner, for city council, for dog warden. You vote for the party of death, then it's on you. We'll be right back. passionate issue, isn't it? Uh, and it should be. We're talking about life and death. We're talking about babies. We're just talking about babies. We're not talking about women's health care anymore. We're not talking about uh, abortive rights. Uh, those are fights to fight the, fight against those things. You know, not to say women's rights. Uh, to fight against abortion is another day. This isn't about abortion anymore. This is about a baby that's born, been born alive, and the Democrats said, kill it. Last night, on the floor of the United States Senate, they were asked to vote on a bill, and they said, kill it. That's it. Kill it. 53 to 44. Democrats carried the day. Only three of them, by the way, crossed over to vote on the side of life for those babies. Only three Democrats. And a small handful of Republicans crossed over to vote with the demons. None of them should ever get another vote in the United States again. Ever. Let's go to um, Sister Mary Grace in uh, Brooklyn on AM 1420, The Answer. Good morning, sister. Go ahead. It's pray without ceasing. And now is the time. I'm. We can, and I wrote this up when I was less than 21. I was against the partial birth abortion. But we will raise up lawyers, legals, and ladies against murdering babies. It's called the Lamb, the Lamb of God. And it's going to stop, honey. It's going to stop. Well, we can only pray uh, that you're oh, right, I uh, do. sister. And we're going to raise up the Galatian Gardens. Did you know I wrote this up before I was 21? Before. I've studied 57 years to be here now because the Lord said there's a time for everything. That's Ecclesiastics. 
But I'm telling you, the, these people are so blatant murders. You know how many calls I get from Sherrod Brown? How come I won't vote for him? Honey, I don't even answer my phone anymore. Well, there's a reason. Yeah, there, 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 there's another reason that he just gave us yesterday. He was, that's right. He, he voted for it. Sister, thank you for the call. He voted for it. You're 100% right. Or excuse me, voted against the bill, but he voted along with his, um, uh, with his party for the right to allow those babies to die, for refusing to require medical professionals, doctors, physicians to, uh, uh, to, um, uh, provide life-saving care for that child. Uh, that's what Jared Brown voted. He is a part of the party of death, and he needs to be called out as so every single day. And if he runs for president, which would be a futile campaign anyway, everyone needs to know he is among those who voted to allow babies who are born alive to die. Connie is in, uh, I don't know where Connie is, but you're on the air now on AM 1420, The Answer. Go ahead, Connie. Yeah, morning, Bob. What I don't understand is the fact that, okay, so when does the time limit end when the baby is 10 minutes old 10 hours old 10 days old 10 years old they have left this to like this is a free willy-nilly to just commit murder on all accounts and and the saddest part is is we keep following and and i'm not talking conservative i'm talking just republican and you understand the difference absolutely is individuals into office who say they're conservative and you don't hear from them we, you know, why is this not 10 minutes after um, President Trump puts up something with regards to the wall or some other bill, you know, um, it instantly is taken to the Supreme Court or, excuse me, to the federal court systems automatically. Why is not before a child is killed and murdered, um, why is this not going to the federal court system by our Republican Party? Why is this? You know, give me money. I, uh, you know, I'm not a yeah. I'm not. I'm not a lawyer or a judge, so I don't. I don't understand all of the facets of the legal st- system as well as I wish I did. But I, I don't know that you can file a lawsuit against a vote of Congress. Um, that's a legislative decision that the Congress is allowed to do. There, they cast. They have a vote, and the yeas have it, or the I, the eyes or the nays have it, and, and that's the way that it goes. I don't know that you can just file a lawsuit saying, "Hey, I didn't like how that vote came out. Let's sue." to stop them from being able to, you know, allow children to die. I just don't think it works that way. Um, no, I, under- th- I understand that. I didn't clarify myself. I'm talking like the state of New York and, and mm-hmm. Vermont, where they, where they passed the law. Now it's law that you have a right to kill a child, you know, whether it be the third trimester, which is still, oh, my God, unthinkable. Yeah. At any up to, literally up to the moment of birth. In, in New York, it's yeah. up to the moment of birth. And then they're saying, well, what about afterwards? And they this should this why why or not you want you want to get reelected as a republican as a true conservative republican right take this to the federal courts i don't right. care what i don't care if you're in texas or ohio take the new yorkers to court you know it, it, they can't they can't the, afford the, again to again and not, yeah, not, not, not being yeah not being not being yeah not being a legal expert Connie, I, I i'm gonna say the same thing though the legislature of new york passed this the state senator of new york said you know hey we represent the people they sent us here they voted for us we're here to make this decision and some of us voted for this some of us voted against this okay the for this uh uh, uh won and then the governor signed it I don't think you can just file a lawsuit against a duly passed statute by a legislative body and signed by an executive. I don't think you you can file a lawsuit just based on that. 
Um, there would have to be another way, and I'm sure there are legal maneuverings. And guess what? The good news is I've got a, a lawyer coming onto the program. Peter Kirsten, I will join me right after the top of the hour uh, newscast, and uh, we'll talk to Peter about that. What legal recourse might there be? to over, overturn or overcome uh, such horrific uh, decisions made by our, li- our legislators. That's uh, some, one of the things we'll talk about next as we continue on AM 1420.